Welcome to Home Alone for the Holidays, the podcast where we talk about the holiday classic Home Alone in the weeks leading up to Thanksgiving. I'm your host, Sean, and our other host, Brian, could not be with us today. But with us are a couple very special guests we have from the Austin Powers Minute. It's Johnny Powers. Hey. Hey. Welcome. Welcome, Johnny. And from Fright Night Minute, we have Robin. How you doing, Robin? Glad to be here. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and a happy new year to uh, to you and, our, and all our listeners. And joining us once again, our host with the most, it's Dave Palace. My mom told me not to talk to strangers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not strangers. We're strangest. So there you go. You'll be all right. Uh, so, yeah. So I've, I've asked you all to join me today as we talk to uh, we talk about part four of this classic Home Alone. Part four covers from. Uh, 51.23 up to 68.28. And we start, we're back in the Callister's master bathroom. And we're back with a little, uh, a naked eight-year-old boy. Swear guy, you got to start somewhere. We're trying to get us demonetized. And a little bit, it's, uh, our, our soundtrack is I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas. This is the version recorded by the Drifters. One of my ah, favorites. Okay. Rocking away. And, and, um, Little Kevin has still not figured out he doesn't need the aftershave. He doesn't need the birth. No. <laughs> it, 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 uh. but Did we ever figure is, out if he's actually shaving or not? Uh, we, yeah, you're right. We, we, we didn't see any like blades or any razors. Thank God yeah. he didn't cut himself. But like, but, but this is, um, you know, he's not psyching himself up anymore. He, he fooled them last night with the mannequins. Mm-hmm. So he's like on top of the world. He fooled the robbers. They're not coming back anymore. He's he's in the clear. And all he has to do is get his Christmas stuff together and wish upon a star. And hopefully his family will come back for Christmas. Easy peasy. Yeah. He's, he's feeling good about himself. Um, I was so excited when I started this uh, that I was like, oh, we got the scene. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> well, this was this was everywhere. I mean, this, this movie was a phenomenon. I don't think we we've talked about it before in the podcast, but I looked it up. So this came out, I'm guessing it was like the week before Thanksgiving in 1990 came out mid November, 1990. It was, it was in the theaters until June 91. And it was in the top 10 for, for domestic box office. It was in the top 10, I think until May, like this, this was a really strong movie that for, I I was there. I think it's been knocked off, but for a long time was the highest grossing comedy. But yeah. yeah, this this dominated theaters for a long time. And like, even if you didn't see the movie, everyone knew, you know, that that scream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then we also get another another little peek at, uh, I guess, like Chekhov's tarantula. This little spider's been yeah. popping up all over this house um, in several scenes. And we get a little he's he's crawling away here as well. He has so many hiding spots. Like his parents have so many things in that bathroom, like a million towels, beauty supplies for both of them to last for three years. Well, yeah. This, yeah. I mean, this is uh, like, you know, folks are well to do. I think when you see a bathroom like this, cause it's this huge counter, there's shelves, there's bottles, there's potions and all sorts of things. I, mean, I I guess that's for all the I guess this is like this is the fam this is the family bathroom I, I, but I always assumed this was like the parents had their own bathroom and the kids yeah. like use another bathroom. You're right though. There's a lot of towels for this being yeah. what looks to be like just a master bedroom. This is just for oh, dad so you and think mom this might this might yeah because I know there's I think we don't get a good look but 
there, it looks like there's a door to a bathroom off of the parents' bedroom. And we know he's been sleeping in the parents' bed because he's the man of the house now. I assume this was the master bath, but, but I guess did we don't you do know for sure. When your parents weren't home? Did you ever do only that a, growing only, up? Only a few times. Only a few times. Yeah, I was like very guilty of doing that. My parents had a water bed. Whoa. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going in there and I'm going to sleep. Yeah. What was that? And was that the only bedroom that had a TV? No. Because that's why I would do it. I didn't have my own TV in a bedroom growing up. But my parents, they had a, the big TV in their bedroom, mm. which I think was even bigger than the TV in the family room. Like they had the best TV. So like, oh, yeah, I was definitely in there if they weren't around. My parents had a TV in the, in the bedroom, but they and then they gave it to me. But we ne- it never had it had nothing more than antenna on it. Like we had cable, but only on the first floor TVs. They never like ran the cable up to the second floor. So like I had a TV, but I had like like what you know like what's am I gonna watch like NBC or like ABC you know ABC at night? Like most of the times like it's it's, it's adult programming. You know it's like mm-hmm. it's like Cheers. It's like as a kid, Cheers means <laughs> nothing to you. You're like I'm a kid. Cheers. I don't understand all this bar talk. I'm a child. Yeah, yeah, you know, I think it's all about the bed. There was no TV in my my parents' bedroom, but it was a giant king size bed, and you know, a bed that you could just roll and roll and roll as a little kid. Uh, definitely, yeah, you really spread TV. out. Yeah, oh yeah, I did that, but the bed was higher, like <laughs> higher than me, and I rolled off and I hit the I hit the dresser, my mom's dresser, <laughs> and like man, conked me out real bad. <laughs> like I went down like a lead. I I know I lost like a few seconds of consciousness. <laughs> Because I don't remember anything, and I just remember like, yeah. The, the next thing you know, I remember there's a pillow and a damp rag on my forehead. If my parents are looking over me, the, oh, that's yeah. I lost. I definitely lost a bit of consciousness yeah. on that one. That's that's. I, I, yeah, I've been in that situation a couple times where you just like you're, you you open up your eyes and you're you're just looking up at people standing around you like, oh man, yeah. not again. And they're probably like, do we have to call and tell him like he has a wound on his head and it's not any, we didn't do anything. He just rolled off the bed real fast. <laughs> Don't you have to call the police. It's just that. Oh my <laughs> God. Yeah. My, my little, littlest... that's when you go like, all right, I'm getting a new toy or I'm telling the teacher at school. You did this. <laughs> I know there's so going to be a lump and you're going to, you know, people are going to be asking. So what's it, what's it good for? My littlest daughter like took a header into like a like one of our cast iron heaters like the like the floor the ones off the floor, and uh, yeah, she had the most enormous black eye for like weeks, and we just had to keep explaining Aww. to people like uh, she she tripped. It was like we didn't even push her. Yeah. Likely <laughs> story. Though <laughs> yeah. so people have kids, know kids are clumsy, right? Yeah, you would hope. <laughs> you hope. You get, you yeah, it's too much sugar. We're gonna bounce into something. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna do. A, we'll jump ahead to uh, next. We get Kevin out on the town. He's doing the shopping, and he's he's you know he's a kid. He's gonna learn. He's this is his first time, so we're gonna give him some slack. But he's he gets the milk first. He's got the empty cart. Mm-hmm. He goes right for the milk, and it's like it's gonna warm up. While you do the rest of the shopping, oh, you you're get, being you're, paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> you always hit the dairy aisle last. You get the cold stuff last, exactly. so it doesn't, you know, like you know, so it doesn't melt or get warm it's while you get do cold when he's walking outside. It's Christmas, man. Yeah, but story. the way that the the way that the supermarket is laid out, that if you go in and you go right, you hit like produce and like dry yeah. goods, and then to the left, it's going to be frozen food and like dairy. 
That's you go counterclockwise dad. and you cover everything in the right order. I mean, you're right. No, that's that's how they definitely designed them. They always design. I mean, my buddy, yeah, they they worked in grocery stores and they say like every like five months they purposely would switch up things just to throw people off. I was like, God, I knew that's, it. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They told me they worked at Acme and they told me that like every five or six months they would per- the middle shelves. It was always the middle shelves. They would they would shift yeah. them like one or two over. So, like, if you're going for the cereal, you're going for certain things. Yes, they they did move it. So, Sean, your paranoia was right. <sighs> my yeah, my market like they they didn't always do that. They did it like they were the same for a bunch where like I could I was in and out. Like I knew where everything was. Like I didn't have to hit any extra aisles if I didn't need anything there. I had it down. And then they moved everything around. I'm like, okay, maybe they you know maybe they studied it out and they figured out maybe this is a better way. I gave them the benefit of the doubt. And then, like, the next year, they rearranged it again. And they didn't go back to the way it was before. They went to entirely new. And then now, like, every year, they've done it, like, three or four years in a row. And I'm like, they're just – they're doing it to mess with people. They're doing yeah. it. You get confused, and you spend more time in the store, and they think that's going to get you to buy you more. I, like, yeah. I knew something was up. I- no, it's – yeah, no. The the grocery store near me, the, the small little one, they don't do any funny business. And I, I'm in – I know what I got to get. But yeah, I go to my parents' house and it's the shop right up the street from there. Um, when we go, the two items I never can find takes the longest are vinegar and um, like anything like uh, and, and beans. Do they, they hide- keep it with the salad, like the oils, the vinegar? It's it's always they're always oh, buried in the in the in like the the ethnic food sections. What? So you're going through and it's just like. Me- and Mexican food and like Indian Vinegar. food and like different Chinese food. And you're like, I know it's somewhere around here. You hide it every time. And it's like in the middle of all that stuff. It's like follow malt vinegar. Thank you. Like, oh, it's malt vinegar. No malt wonder vinegar. you're going like, to the British part. Uh, that's why it's like malt vinegar. It's only only British people eat. I guess so. <laughs> I thought you but meant yeah. like just white vinegar. I was like, this no, not. Vinegar. Yeah, no, it's 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 balsamic. It's my red wines. It's my it's my you know, it's for my I'd like to get fancy on my salads. So I, I switched okay. up on the vinegars. So, yeah, they bury that. And if I just need beans, we're just like plain beans, nothing fancy. It's it's always buried in this. They're like, oh, beans, that's from other countries. And let's just bury them in there somewhere. <sighs> should be very, like- uh, I, I used to be very anal with the uh, the shopping list. I'd have them printed out, the checklist, and I'd have it like sorted by aisles. And it Ooh, used to drive wow. me crazy uh, whenever they would switch things around because I, I, I like to be very efficient. Now we mm-hmm. just have the uh, the old Walmart grocery pickup. We, we order it ahead of time. We go pick it up. We don't oh, even have to go in the nice. store. The future is now. <laughs> It's the, the best now. We did that a couple times. We had the like the delivery and like sometimes for like fruits and vegetables, you'll get really good because they, they pick it from the back. So you get stuff before it even gets put out to the floor. But I found with the meats, with like chicken breasts and stuff, they didn't always pick the best. So I'm like, let me, I'll pick it on myself. Oh, I don't trust people, people picking out yeah. the meats. I do my own meats. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, be more wary. <laughs> Hey, how about the, how about this? This shows this shows some real progress. I would say Kevin picks you know a whole milk bottle that's right next to a chocolate milk bottle. If you if your parents weren't around, you get that chocolate milk. Just got it. Like because you know you would never be able to leave the store. And your parents would go, "What are you doing? I just want some chocolate milk." And like, you get a you'll get a bottle and you'll get a regular you know get a regular bottle of milk and we'll get you some chocolate syrup. You can make it at home. You're like, but this is a, this is a bottle. It's all doing a lot of. He's doing a lot of uh, really responsible things uh, mm-hmm. during these minutes that I, I wonder if he's like just trying to be the, the best boy ever. So his parents will come <laughs> home, you know? 
Yeah. No, you're no. That is probably the best. That's uh, the best play. Yeah, you're right. Because like, he, this, he believe. Yeah, magic is real. Your parents and your family were wished away, and your only chance is to make good with Santa. So I have to buy the regular milk. Yeah, buy the regular milk. I can't get that chocolate milk in there. Yeah, and they put, they put it. It's right there, like the temptation. But spiders watching. It's for the spiders watching. <laughs> yeah. Um, so All there's right. there's a deleted scene in the market. When he's uh, he's actually in the produce section, but there's a woman there who's kind of the, the same thing that the uh, the checkout lady Sally does because the the double take looks around and doesn't see an adult. She says, "Oh, you're shopping for mommy. You're picking stuff out for mommy." And Kevin says, "Yeah." And then he asks her. He says, "What's the stuff you put in the washing machine that makes your clothes feel as fluffy, soft as a kitten, smell fresh as a springtime breeze?" And the woman says, "Fabric softener. It's in aisle two. Yeah, and so he's he, reading off yeah. commercials. That has to be it. When he's talking about the other stuff too, and the other and the other bathroom day, he's like, "It's got to be commercials." Like, you know, like to say all those phrases. That's so true. My kids will rattle off stuff. I'm like, "You heard that from the TV? That's not right. even you talking." <laughs> yeah, because like, yeah, you mentioned the bathroom. He says, "What is it like? I used a cream rinse to give my hair that just wash shine." <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like kids don't talk like that. Even adults yeah. don't talk like that. Yeah, he's obviously he's. You know, he is a young Patrick Bateman, you know, he must have like he he must have like heard a commercial like during maybe like his sisters were watching soaps or something, you know, like they're watching like, you know, Days of Our Lives or something. And he just like he like peeks his head in and it's like a Neutrogena or like a, you know, Revlon commercial. Well, because, of course, they run the TV and he never gets to watch what he wants to watch. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, the shows, he, he'd be watching cartoons and it would all be very serials and toys. But, mm-hmm. yeah, he, you get stuck watching their soaps and you get you get commercials for fabric softener, which is good because, as we've pointed out repeatedly on, on this podcast, all the adults in Kevin's life are jerks. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. So he's better off being raised by commercials, I think. <laughs> <laughs> the commercials are much better influences. 90s baby. He's a regular I, 90s baby. Yeah. 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 I love just the oddity of him just kind of strolling around with that uh, shopping cart and nobody seems to be paying attention <laughs> until he gets up <laughs> to the counter. Well, and even Strange. then there's like the guy behind him and he's like, hmm, this is good mayonnaise. Like really like just reading whatever this is intently. <laughs> like I didn't notice an eight-year-old boy pass me without parental supervision. Yeah. And, and also well, on Christmas Eve, like this place would be packed to the gills. Everyone getting their yeah. last minute stuffings. Yeah, the only thing I can think of, he, he must have gotten a pretty early start. Maybe it's early in the morning. Um, it's it's Thursday. Yeah, it's Christmas Eve. But you're right. Like usually yeah, people will be, you know, picking up their last date, you know, last minute stuff for Christmas dinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I love the, the little touches when he's standing there as the as Sally's ringing up his uh, his groceries there. He's just he's reading Woman's Day, <laughs> <laughs> you know, as one does as an eight year old boy. <laughs> Um, I'm surprised he doesn't have a, a subscription. Now I have uh, we have a controversial topic here that's shown up here at uh, one minute seventeen seconds. He picks homestyle brand of Tropicana orange juice. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know how you and your family and friends talk about this around the table in hushed tones or not, but what's your pulp take? No pulp. I like a lot of pulp. Okay, okay, we have one uh, heavy pulp man. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Johnny, what's your pulp take? No pulp. No pulp. She's going clean. All right, Sean? I am also the no pulp. No pulp, yeah. Or maybe a little pulp. But ah, it's the light pulp. Okay, all right. The light pulp. 
but not a lot of pulp. Yeah, home style is 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 mucho grande on the pulp. It's full like, on pulp. Like yeah. you're chewing oranges at that point. <laughs> Give me some home style then. Yeah, actually, no. Like orange juice would be no pulp. Lemonade can be a little pulpy. That's fine. Yeah, but if mm. I'm not, if I don't know if it's a brand I'm unfamiliar with, if I'm not sure, I'll go no pulp just to be on the safe side. It's fair. Yeah, because you know, you, yeah, is, is it gonna? Is it just you know? Is is you know how much uh, real fruit juice is is in this? Is this all just like? You know, chemical concentrate stuff where it makes it taste like lemon. And, you know, so at least the pulp makes you feel like it's real. Or wow. actually, pause at that second. What what is actually printed on his gloves? Are those Oshkosh Bagosh gloves? Or because I think, <laughs> oh, gosh, oh. or I'm, I'm wondering if it's like a, or maybe yeah. it's like a Yugoslavia. It's definitely a gosh. <laughs> that maybe is a gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And of course, he, he's got like the little. Like suspenders, the little glove suspenders, so they're attached to his sleeves, which is so cute. But yeah, yeah, there's definitely a gosh on the uh, on the mitten there. And I was a little surprised, you know, if we're gonna if we're getting into uh, the selection here, he's got toilet paper. Like this is a house of like just his family is seven people there's two parents five kids three of whom are women like there's got to be a ton of toilet paper in this house yeah there's got to be like a, a bj's club level of mm-hmm. toilet paper in the basement yeah. or something. do you think like he just doesn't know where it is and that's why he's got to buy some no i think he's like you- mimicking like he knows that his mom gets bread and milk and orange juice and toilet paper he's just kind of like going through the motions okay yeah that's that's possible yeah, because he's—I mean—he's asking about the meals. Like, he's not even sure if these if these uh, TV dinners are good. You know, he's trying to play it off like yeah, I guess I'll have them, but the whole time he's just like, "Well, I scared the pizza guy off. He's never coming back, so uh, I'm stuck eating TV dinners because I I cannot cook. Yeah. I can barely I work on my if, uh, if the family let the toilet paper run down, I mean, mom was probably pretty busy getting prepared for the gathering alone, mm. and then and then you know having to fly off to Paris as well. Maybe she was just like, ah, you know, we, we got enough to make us, uh, we're good until, you know, the last day. Yeah, that's she, well, she did say like, you know, drink up all the milk before we go when they were having yeah. that pizza meal before. So maybe they were like, use up all the toilet paper. So it doesn't go bad while we're in Paris and yeah. <laughs> we'll get new when we come back here. Does, does, um, does the father say how long the plan was to be in, like in, Paris for like was it like so you're saying this is Thursday meaning Christmas is Friday so is it like that weekend into the next weekend like how long do you think they say if, if I was them I would I would totally stay through New, Year, New Year's and see like yeah. the fireworks over the Eiffel you know I guess. it's got to be at least a week you don't yeah you don't go to Paris for the weekend kind of and thing. also like I mean we only see like two or three scenes in the apartment can they fit all the family in that apartment like comfortably like. A huge house in suburb Chicago was like filled to the gills with in-laws. Like, can you know what I'm saying? Like, can that can, yeah. the, can the uncle's apartment really carry these many you know families in there? Probably got an Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe there's like an you know apartment next door or something. Like those folks, they traveled for they're traveling for Christmas, so the family can stay there or something or their hotel. Yeah, because it's yeah. I mean, they're fighting over. You know, Ke- or at least Kevin's fighting over where he's going to sleep, and this is in this huge mansion in America. Yeah, that fit all those people, plus the people that were already in Paris. Yeah, I don't think they ever in the movie or in the novelization address how long the original trip was planned to be. But 
yeah, through New Year seems uh, seems a reasonable assumption. I mean, it would be a shame to take all that time and energy to fly your whole family there for like four days with yeah, all yeah, the jet yeah. lag and everything. Yeah, because they fly. I think it's Wednesday. I think Tuesday night is the opening of the movie that like pre-flight dinner. And then Wednesday they fly out. And then it's going to be Friday when Christmas comes around. So it ends up being a short trip. Um, he buys the G.I. Joes. I don't think the G.I. Joes ever factor into the end game act, do they? He's, um, he, he says, oh, they're for the kids. So I'm just like, I don't think he, micro machines. Um, I don't the know. All the, the, yeah, so they step uh, on them. That's what I'm thinking. I haven't seen in a while. No, yeah, there, there's the micro machines and then there's the. Um, Christmas decorations, the Christmas having- like the the decorations and the lights and stuff that Marv steps on when he's barefoot. Yeah, I don't think the the mm-hmm. I don't know if that's like a loose thread. Like the yeah, the the army men never come back into this. Eh, just, you know, for the kids. <laughs> I mean, the bread doesn't come back into it either. So you know, that's <laughs> true. It's true. You're right. You always back. Bread. Not everything's a clue. That's <laughs> <laughs> all connected. Ah. <laughs> For wonder, like Christmas, I get it. <laughs> yeah. the, okay. <laughs> and Sally's a regular gumshoe here, you know. Yeah. By her. Yeah. You know what? In in if there's any um, former or hopeful grocery checkout people listening and you're wondering why you're getting replaced with those automated machines <laughs> with the self-checkout lanes. It's because of people like Sally, like just, just, you know, just scan my things. Tell me what I owe you. I'm not here for the, for the fifth degree. It's just a Weird single guy, you know, he's got his groceries. He's got some toys. He could be a little young, but just, yeah, don't, don't ask all these questions. Yeah. Unless she's like hitting on him. Like, Hey, young guys, you know, <laughs> Now, in that context, it. I wish Sally would be talking to me more, but I, I know. <laughs> we all wish. I know. A guy who's willing you. to you know, do the shopping, do some chores around the house. I actually just solved a mystery here. Um, I can oh, see no. why he got the, the pulp-filled orange juice. It's because he had a coupon for it. Otherwise, he'd go for probably less pulp content. Oh, my God. Oh, that's capitalism. Oh, the pulp <laughs> is cheaper <laughs> as you chew your orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now that we're on the price of everything. That's how they get you. I literally paused and added up, like, I put everything down that he bought. And the fact so that. So, what do you think? Paid- Let's do a little prices right. What do you think all this stuff costs? <laughs> so, I just guesstimated it because I. It has to be like $50 in today's money, roundabout. Because just two items alone mm-hmm. now. So, the tide roundabout we're not adding tax for um illinois but it's 11.97 just for the tide what and his whole total yes and his whole total is 1983 yeah so like that and then the dryer sheets are like 687 that would basically be his whole total now Wow, it's just like the laundry stuff like but it's not This is not a. I mean, there are bigger bottles of Tide yeah. in the market. Like I just yeah. picked like the the standard one. Really? So around, even if it, I went to Publix now, it would probably be like nine bucks. And also, this is thirty years ago, twenty nine years ago. So and he had a coo- we don't know how much off the coupon was. It was a. That's I think it was a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just saw another off. mystery. Nineteen eighty three is the year that Mister Mom came out, and that's another John Hughes movie. 
That's obviously the right reason why it was 1983. That's why 1983. Because <laughs> Kevin's being Mr. Mom right now. Because <sighs> yeah. Kevin's being Mr. Mom. The 1983 classic with Michael Keaton, who played Batman. All right. Everything's connected. Man, imagine if Kevin had the tie pods now. You know, hopefully he wouldn't need them. Guys. Oh my god! But like, <laughs> but, they, but like, but like, maybe it would. Like, he would like it would shoot one into Marv's mouth, and like Marv would accidentally chew it, and then he's like, "Oh god, I just ingested detergent." And like, Harry's like foaming at the mouth up. from the yeah, t- and, then, and then Harry's like <laughs> punching him in the stomach, trying to get him to vomit it up so he doesn't die. Yeah. Kevin just shot Not- him and just went berserker on them. <laughs> I like bath salts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also thinking of like Sally being like, you know, these Tide Pods are a danger to youth. Can I see some ID or like some crazy thing? He's like, ma'am, it's laundry detergent. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? These days, it wouldn't shock me Mm-mm. if they if they did card you. I use the liquid. I use Tide like he's buying, but it wouldn't shock me with like the. They card you like for cold medicine these days, so it wouldn't it's shock me if they're like carding people for, I'm just you know for Tide Pods. But. Yeah, luckily he didn't get any eggs because that that would definitely get him stopped. If you try to buy mm-hmm. eggs as a kid, you're obviously up to trouble. Oh yeah, oh, eggs yeah. And, and spray paint. They know you're up to no good. Yeah, um, and I don't know if you caught it. He also he also has a Saran wrap, mm-hmm. that, and that's one thing that will come back. Later. Yes, true. You know, kids thinking ahead. Yeah, and we get one another one of those really cute. Um, you know, a cute line and and a great delivery by Macaulay Culkin when he's like, you know, the she's he's getting the uh, you know, the fifth degree from Sally. He gives her the uh, I'm eight years old. Do you think I'd be here all alone, or do you think I'd be here alone? I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> I swear he's mimicking something with that. I don't think so. I I, I don't yeah. know if that was a SNL bit or. Something. It just seems familiar. I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure the audiences in 1990 were just rolling in laughter from <laughs> that line. Where now we're like, eh, it's cute the way he says it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. The stranger line is good too. I, I love how he's just like, I'm going to use the, their language against them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, are there, just oh, yeah. Nope. yeah, he's very woke. This this eight year old from 1990. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think my mom's? Why do you think it's just my mom in my car in the car? Why? Why would it? Why would? Why would I be getting groceries for my mom? I wonder. That's not very woke of you. D- dads can get groceries too, you know, yeah. Sally. So, I, what, do, what do you what do you think? What's her head can for how he how he gets the groceries back when they break? Like, what's the head can? Do you, I say I say he gets a uh, I, 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 um radio flyer. He gets like a radio flyer wagon. What do you think? That's what I thought too. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking maybe he's they're not he's not too far from home when when the bag break happens. So because well, they didn't double bag, you got to you got to double yeah. bag. I was yeah. also um, thinking a uh, hobo sling out of his scarf. Oh, huh? there you go. Hmm. <laughs> That's a big scarf. Yeah, <laughs> it's a big scarf. But like, yeah, he just jack and a scarf and kind of MacGyver something together. I mean, he's smart enough to do it. Yeah, but I would yeah. say, yeah, I would say like he puts stuff in the snow to keep it cold. Goes back, gets the wagon. <laughs> he puts the milk in the snow, or like he like tucks his jacket into his pants and then just stu- stuffs it like down the jacket. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, he doesn't have any eggs there. Nothing to break there. Yeah, yeah. Good That's thing a good yeah, the, yeah, the fact that juice and milk didn't break, everything else is okay. Like really, you know. Um, yeah. yeah, mostly just freezer freezer products and toys and paper and toilet paper. So yeah, he's good. There. Yeah, 
dryer sheets and saran wrap and stuff. So, but yeah, no, yeah, luckily nothing, nothing uh, breakable. And then we get to uh, he's brave in the basement, the scary basement. And we see he's got he's using his tide. He's using the dryer sheets that he mm-hmm. bought to make everything nice and soft. Yeah. And he's, he's going to face down that furnace. And um, he, he hasn't <laughs> folded his laundry. And as we speak, there are clothes in my dryer that I haven't folded yet. So that's cool. Yeah, but you, you just run it for like two minutes to kind of freshen up. It'll it'll yeah. straighten out. So I gotta, and, yeah, I gotta. You know you've done that whole like, I might have underwear or I might be completely buck naked running to the dryer trying to get your clothes to go to work or something. Because you're like, I forgot to fold my clothes again. Yeah. I'll just get them out and I'll deal with it after work. Yeah. Oh, cool. Who hasn't gotten dressed in the laundry room pulling stuff out? Yeah. I, I know I'm not the only one who's done that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I've definitely gone like, where is the other sock? Is it st- did that like get like separated by the like the loads and like yeah it did yeah, yeah. left so that's why I just right I just have like I have two kinds of sock I have black and I have gray and I have like twenty <laughs> pairs of each like, I don't it's not I'm not trying to track down the one sock that matches this one other sock I'm I haven't got time for that I'm just gonna buy let me buy twenty pairs of the exact same sock so I remember when I first saw you and you had your sneakers and your high black socks on I said it. <laughs> I said, that's Sean. That's perfect. That's perfect. That's I wouldn't expect anything side. less. I have I have a question. Mm-hmm. Will kids I'm a father of three. Will will kids actually do the laundry if you leave them home alone? <laughs> it'll be done like this. It'll be done like this for sure. Like the again, going through those motions of like you just put this in here and it's way too much. Yeah. But yeah, he he puts a lot of tide in. If, I don't know if you noticed when he starts it. And like, I can't guarantee. Like, you know, are the, you know, are your whites going to get done in hot water and the colors in cold and like the delicate cycle? Uh, probably not. But will it go through? Will it just, you know, will it go through a cycle and will it get something? Yeah. <laughs> well, probably. it's also like this washer is like a space station. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> There's so pretty, many different. Forty buttons. <laughs> I wouldn't know how to use this. This washer. is what washers looked like back then, though. Like that's, you know, if you were around in the late '80s, early '90s, they just it was all. I mean, I don't know what was behind the scenes, like if it was digital or analog, but at least the controls. There were lots of buttons. You can see, like it's like a lever off of a Star Trek, you know, off the off a control panel. I, I'm thinking that that might be the um, the temperature that he like slides up and down, and then you've got the knob for the different cycles, but. Yeah, so whatever, like the last load that Kate ran, whatever the setting was for that, he's just going with that setting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think, yeah, I think, Robin, if you leave your kids alone, either either they're going to do laundry or you're going to come home to naked kids. What? Yeah. <laughs> or just wearing tie-dye for the rest of the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I have a question. So, you know, so uh, Kevin's been afraid of the basement and specifically the furnace, and he's kind of overcoming his fears and imagination here. Uh, when you guys were kids, John and Rob, and like, did you, was there a scary place in the house? Were you scared of the basement? Uh, actually, we had a playroom in our basement. It was all like remodeled. So mm-hmm. being in the basement was fun. Scary. Well, actually, you know, off, off, off of the, ba- I mean, there's the playroom and then there was a door off into like my dad's workshop and where the furnace area was. And uh, that would, you know, we didn't go through that door. <laughs> I didn't have a basement in my, my like family home, but in my grandmother's house, there was like a weird like walk around cellar 
That was not fun. That was like scary. Mm-hmm. My paps had his like workstation in there, but it was almost like a hobbit cave instead of like, I don't know. It was very wild and there's a lot of spiders and I was just not going in there. Yeah. Oh, that's an actual cave. Yeah. He, he had a cave. A man cave. <laughs> yeah. He had a legit son of a <laughs> gun. He had a real cave. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not a fan of the spider. So that would definitely not be my favorite place to say the least if, uh, if there were spiders involved. There was tons like um, the uh, enormous. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Enormous. What? <laughs> hey, oh, I, I didn't want to cut your story off. I, I was just going no. on that, that the enormous uh, like locker room laundry basket next yeah. to the dryer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it does do a lot of laundry. Yeah. Well, I thought that was weird. And then I figured that's got to be. Um, so Kate is. Kate's like a fashion designer. That's why there's like mannequins and sewing machines all over the house. So that must be like if if she's making something, if she has a lot of fabric. Because I would think even for even with five kids, do they have that much laundry that they need? Like, yeah, the big industrial locker room. Yeah, I was going to say basket. That could be what that could be like. The, they could use that at the catch at the bottom of the chute. Ah. Right. Because they yeah. would be fancy enough to have a laundry chute. Yeah. Now, oh, why? <laughs> why is the pinball machine down in the basement? That should be like so. At um, at, at two fifty three of uh, of our edit oh. for this this section, Kevin's looking at the furnace. You know, he's he's just packing. He's he's emptied out the the dryer into his basket. He's turned around. He's facing down the the mean furnace. But then on the left, there's like a pinball machine. I'm like, that should be that should be somewhere where you can play it. Like that should be upstairs, shouldn't it? Unless Buzz broke it and it doesn't work. You have to have all your essentials, like your mannequin and your wheelchair and your. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the, yeah, the wheelchair hanging from the ceiling. It's... <laughs> this is like this. This is a really creepy basement. To be fair, for to, to Kevin, like that, you know, you don't necessarily need to be a small child to be scared of this basement. Imagine the pinball oh. machine you put down there because that's Dad's toy and Mom yeah. didn't want it upstairs. Right, because the kids are all playing Nintendo yeah, the- at this point. Did dad just come home with that? Like, oh, I was driving home and this was on the, the you know, I passed a garage sale. And this was for sale. And in case just like. Basement. Yeah. Yeah. Now, have, yeah. Have you guys heard the um, the theory that that, you know, with all his like traps and, and booby traps and whatnot, that that Kevin grows up to be the guy um, from Saw? No. <laughs> have you guys heard well, that, that theory? Yeah, Kevin is Jigsaw from the, the Saw <laughs> franchise. <laughs> okay, makes sense. I read that recently. I'm like, that makes so much sense. And he got all his ideas from this creepy basement. I buy it. Now I need to go back and watch those movies and see if there's any correlation. <laughs> all eight of them. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> all of them. Yeah, so so next Christmas, so, uh, yeah, we just want to announce next Christmas, we're going to be covering Saw. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> Now, when I think of Christmas, <laughs> a, true, a true Christmas classic. Yeah. That's the name of this so podcast, by the way. I really wish I could be left home alone for the holidays. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is. We, 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 yeah, I find that a lot. Like, there's with with kids' movies, there's a dichotomy of like the things that kids think are great that that adults are like, oh no, that's not great, or like you know, getting sent to bed. Like, oh, man, at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, can I, is it bedtime yet? Can I go to sleep? <laughs> like, kids never want to go to bed. And, like, yeah, Kevin is just, you know, freaked out at first of being left at home alone. And once you're an adult, you're like, oh, man, just 
if everyone forgot about me, oh, that'd be heaven. <laughs> It'd be their fault. I thought about that when he was in the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. He was in the bathroom and I was like, wow, that's just me time. Like self-care for like a week while your family's away in that big house. Like, yeah. You know, slap, slap, slap. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so cut to Harry and Marv in the van and they've been scoping out the McAllister house. They're trying to figure out like, is it, they, they left, but someone's home and there was a party last night with, with Michael Jordan, like just w- what's going on. They're scoping it out. This. So one of my theories is, is in addition to this being a prequel to the Saw franchise, that this is an alternative universe. My cousin Vinny, that, um, <laughs> that the Joe Pesci character, like if, if, if Vinny doesn't get that ticket and doesn't like argue the case in front of that judge who says, Oh, you know what? You should, you should be a lawyer that this is where cousin Vinny ends up. Whoa. And like, well, because he he like when he's he's breaking down, you know, he's breaking down the situation to Marv and he's just being all logical. He's mm-hmm. like being very, very cousin Vinny in this in this bit. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. No, Harry's very smart. I mean, um, yeah, he's probably like, I, I assume they they clear the entire neighborhood like every, and he just and like, you know, Marv's probably like, all right, we're good. And he's like, no, I want to take another look at the silver tuna. He's yeah. like. Because, yeah, it's it's probably bugging him. It's just like, it is. it is. It's probably too quiet in the neighborhood. He's, like, waiting to see where all the cars are. And he's just like, you know, they clear out another neighbor house. And then he's like, all right, before we leave, let's just look at the house one more time. Yeah, just one more time. Because it's the middle of the day. That's what the funniest thing is. Like they, they definitely feel confident that they can rob in the middle of the day. Well, yeah, and they show the van. And it's not like, it's not even like, it, you know, off the street in like the Murphy's driveway or something, it looks like they're, they're, they're out in the open. So if anyone's like it, you know, if anyone's home, they're going to see like, why is this plumbing van sitting there? Yeah. They're like, very suspicious. They're they're almost like, yeah, they're like parked in either some kind of back street or like they're parked in another neighbor's backyard or something. Like, is it like that white and green uh, shuttered house? Like they kind of like went all the way to the back and then they just parked the van to just look, yeah, to look at the back of the house. Yeah. Stake it out. Yeah. So, so yeah. So uh, Harry sends Marv to check out the house, see if anyone's home. I don't know why he sends Marv. He's already ha- he's already fought with Marv about three other burglary <laughs> things. <laughs> it's like Marv, you stay in the van. Don't touch anything. I'm gonna like, quietly walk up. You know? No, he's got to be yeah. the leader. He's like, I'm gonna sit. And you're gonna get out in the cold and recon. Well, yeah, it's it's cold out there. And then we get. I'm not quite sure what Marv, what his plan was or what the intention was when he sticks his foot through the dog door, but we get a little bit of a curse word. If you catch it, we get the S word (laughs) when he loses his shoe. And I guess that got by the, that got by the ratings board. This is still, uh, I guess, was it PG or Yeah, it was a PG movie. I don't know, but maybe should have been PG 13 with, uh, with the curse word there from Marv. Yeah. You think they could have just went shoot. (laughs) You think they could have easily like, yeah, you're right. But, yeah. Well, I don't think that was scripted. I think like he he like I think Daniel Stern like legitimately lost his shoe and, <laughs> and that just popped out. And they're like, yeah, well, we'll run with it. All right, maybe. Okay. Yeah, but you're right though. I don't know what Marv's plan was with pl- playing with like like is this dog flap door really flappy? Yeah, it's flappy, man. It's maybe he's trying point. to see if a dog would attack him if he stuck his foot in there. Ooh. Oh, okay. I like that thought. Yeah, you hear like a dog that. bark, you back off. You're like, all right. But like there, there we never. Yeah, other the uh, cat, yeah, Kate in the beginning says 
we put the dog in the kennel. So there is a dog. It's just in a kennel for the holidays. They want to take the dog right. Home. Well, they figure, yeah, if the dog's home, then there's people home. If there's no dog, then it must be in a kennel because the people are away. Because, right. yeah, I'm thinking, like, he's not he's not going to fit through that door. He can't be like, well, and you wouldn't go, like, foot first like that. But, but yeah, that makes sense. That's a lot. Okay. I, I, thank you. That clears it up. I was like, yeah, what's the plan? Yeah, he's trying yeah. to attract a dog. So to be, just, to, just to be clear before we go any farther. Actually, if you you don't mind backing up just a a tad, I actually have another question. All right, Um, sure. I'm a father of three kids, right? Are you telling me if we leave them, if I leave them home alone, they'll do the dishes? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say no on that one. (laughs) That one, you're right. That one's weird. Like you think he'd just be like doing paper plates and stuff. He's only doing under threat of Santa magic. Like if I don't clean these dishes. My parents are never coming home. So so I think what I'm hearing is the real question, the question behind the question, the question that Robin's not asking is, is there an edit of this movie that takes the wet bandits out of it completely and it's just Kevin doing chores? <laughs> is there like a cut down just 45 minutes? Kevin's going shopping. He's doing laundry. He's doing the dishes. He's like decorating for the holidays. Oh, so he's you can up. use it as propaganda for your children. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, and be like, listen, kids, this is it's a class. It's the highest grossing comedy of all time. Yeah, it's a family classic. It's, it's the family classic. That's <laughs> him doing chores. How much fun he's having. <laughs> funny. Okay, Tom Sawyer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, dishes, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to remember because I, I started doing my own laundry pretty early. I think either I'm, it might have been middle school or maybe freshman year high school. Like even when my parents are around, I'm just like, I don't want I, I don't want people touching my clothes. I'll do my own laundry. But that doesn't mean I was doing dishes and, and the grocery shopping and this other stuff. So, um, well, if you've got three kids, like you just need one, like one, one kid gets into the dishes. One kid is like, oh, I like going out and spending money. I'll do the grocery shopping. And then another kid, maybe one kid's into more into fashion and, and dressing and stuff and, you know, cares about about clothes and then that kid can do the laundry like you have like a division of labor that's what I'm you saying. think i should like leave them home alone like several times just to kind of evaluate yeah. what their strengths are <laughs> well you know because we, we i mean we haven't i think for the you know the most part we've been talking about the movie and, and various digressions here and there we haven't really gotten into on the podcast we haven't gotten into like what's what's the lesson what you know what's kind of the moral of the story and one of those you know one of the lessons could be family that Kevin, you know, he, he doesn't appreciate his family till they're gone. And then he gets them back and old man Marley reconciles with his son. And, you know, it's all about that. But, uh, you know, another way you go is just the, the power of trying, like Kevin doesn't think he can do all these things, but he's never tried. And, um, you know, the little talk he has with, with Marley, where he's like, well, you don't know if your son will forgive you or if your son's going to talk to you until you try. So maybe that's it. You don't know what your kids can do until you try. So, um. Yes, yeah, so you just you need to go to Paris for a week. Definitely Paris. <laughs> don't tell way. anybody. Don't 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 tell them you're going. Just disappear, and <laughs> and you know, you know, set up like a nanny cam so you can keep an eye on them and just see like what you know how many chores get done. Maybe just to be safe, I'll uh, uh, I'll set up a secret room where I can watch them on <laughs> smoke cigarettes. <laughs> Okay, we're not, you know, then then you're just turning into the jigsaw from the Saw movies. You <laughs> watch them torture each other while you hide in your little room and smoke cigarettes. 
Uh, all right, so let's let's leave Kevin and uh, and Marvin Harry beyond for a little bit, and uh, we haven't seen Kate for a while. So we catch up as we catch up with Kate. She is in Scranton, PA, and everything's full, like just everything. So I mean, this so we get a couple things off the bat. One, just- she's lucky to be in country. That's the thing. She's yeah. at least lucky that she did get the flight into country. I mean, sure, she went to like did get near her own mm-hmm. city, but. Like, yeah, around the holidays, be able to get over the continent, you know, over the end of the continent, over the uh, the Atlantic is uh, it's good. It's pretty good. Yeah. And she's only about she's a little over 700 miles away from home. So she's definitely heading in the right direction. Yeah. Shame she's going to get Pittsburgh. But like screens, I guess, not too bad. Yeah. And there's a, there's a couple interesting things about this scene. But one of them is uh, talking about Internet theories and, and, and crackpot you know, crack potitude that people talk about this movie is. I'm not doing the devil John Candy thing. I'm not doing that. Skip. Oh, no. No, I we, that. we I that, that's not a theory. That's fact. But yeah, he said, no, shut up. <laughs> Please allow me to introduce myself. I hated that article. No, I, I'm John Candy's he's an angel. It's, if anything. Yeah, it's the same. It's probably the same people that were like, oh, by the way, Ned Ryerson's is uh, the devil too. It's like, shut up. Yeah. Stop making like annoying people in movies devils. All right. Yeah, well, like, wouldn't the devil be a polka king? <laughs> but the devil gets her home like that's not the devil that's that's a good guy because it actually you know i mean yeah she kind of suffers with 700 (laughs) miles of polka but in the end it pays off like that's the whole thing about the devil like there's always some catch or a trick or like you know oh we you know we drove you to chicago nebraska instead of chicago illinois like you didn't say which chicago like you know no he's just he's not the devil no i'm talking about the the elvis theory do you know okay, the Elvis theory? All right, I have not heard the Elvis theory. Please okay. tell me the Elvis theory. So as as Kate's talking with the counter guy in Scranton saying, how can you get me home? There's a guy in a, a black sweater, dark gray, uh, dark gray suit jacket or, or sports coat behind over her shoulder, a taller man with a beard. And there's some people that theorize that, that well, not only the conspiracy theory or whatever, that, that Elvis is alive, but that's Elvis behind kate what he's a little out of focus but he kind of sees like the shape of his face he's a little elvis ish kind of looks a little bit like elvis the uh yeah the the, the tall dark gentleman in the that's black behind turtleneck kate. i think somebody had too many tide pods i'll tell you <laughs> i'll tell you if that's elvis yeah he's definitely in great shape since the last time he was saw like alive well yeah you know he lost a lot of weight he's been working out I thought you're talking about no, is six twenty five. This might be what they're talking about. All the way to the right hand side of the screen over the guy's head, you can see a little Elvis peeking out. Isn't that a lady with a hat though? Yeah, behind there's the lady in white okay. and then behind her. Oh he moved his head, I see. <laughs> oh yeah. You guys are Bunch of nonsense. Bunch of nonsense. As you I, and the blogger talk about the devil. You're not nonsense. <laughs> no. So so at seven twenty three, you can see um, on the right is Elvis, and then on the left we see our 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 guardian angel, our savior, Gus the Polka King is approaching, and um, this is Gus Polinski, Polka King of the Midwest, which uh, you know we've all heard of, right? I do love that two minutes of just intro where like he is not getting to his point at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, this wants is to make sure that she knows the by the discography of the Polka King. <laughs> he's just running down like, hey, have you heard any of these? Like, no. He's, if you haven't heard a Polka 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 or 
or you know any of those other polka what was it polka twist that's that's definitely a wikipedia article you're like was that guy in that movie and then you next you know you're scrolling a wikipedia article about like world war ii and you're like where was i <laughs> yeah and this is all this is improv like they just flew this was one long day i read it was it was 23 hours but just one long day they did all of john candy's things like in one shot or like one day and like it's all improv it's just like john candy be yourself be funny be great and he's funny and he's great. So that's my question. Was he working on something else and like they weren't sure he was going to be in the movie and they were just like, we have a window. Let's do it. Um, I was curious of because it's like, yeah, you're like John Candy. It's the 19. It's early 90s. Like everyone loves John Candy. Like it's surprising that he didn't get like a subplot in this movie. What was he doing around then? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I hadn't looked into it. I hadn't heard anything of like why he had to do it all in one day. Um it doesn't look like like he had the rescuers down under where he did a voice. He was in Masters of Menace, where he played Beer Truck Driver. That was also 1990. Um, not a lot going on. I mean, he had worked with uh, John Hughes and, and Macaulay Culkin, actually, in Uncle Buck, which came out in 89. Yeah, unless, unless they were also, unless they had already started filming on Nothing But Trouble. Which came out in ninety one, and that's you know that's all another great movie right there. But that could be it yeah, because um, yeah, he had to, he had to do a lot because he had to play his own like sister and stuff. So he was like probably yeah. Doing, like, so he's got to do these scenes twice now. Yeah. So yeah, he was he was doing a lot for so that. The, with him and Ackroyd, they probably had to like film every scene twice. You got to have John Candy the cop, John Candy the sister. I hate that movie; it gives me nightmares. Let's not talk about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So let's let's yeah, let's get away from from that movie. Let's talk about this movie. So the Home Alone, and let's uh, let's step back a little bit um, and kind of you know meta. So like like Johnny. So what's your history with Home Alone? When did you first see it? Is this like a yearly tradition? What's what's uh, what's your relationship with Home Alone? Um, well, to be frank, this movie came out before I was born. Um, okay. yeah. So <laughs> um, you know. yeah, I'm just a baby, but, um, happens. I watched home alone Two way more than home, the original home alone growing up. Like it was almost like a, we would all sit down and watch it every single year sort of thing. I don't know why we didn't do this one. I remember watching this one like very infrequently. But definitely Home Alone to like almost every Christmas. Okay, and uh, and and so Robin, same question. You you are you passing this on? You you're introducing your children. Well, certainly now that you're trying to get them to do chores. But is this like a, a Christmas staple in your household? Yeah, I've, you've given me a great idea of introducing the Phantom edit of this movie. Uh, <laughs> no, I was there. Uh, I was there probably opening weekend. I remember being there with my parents. I've, I'm that. I'm that old. And, uh, and yeah, no, this is a, this is a, like a movie that doesn't get old. I, I don't like enjoy Christmas things outside of, uh, before Thanksgiving usually, mm-hmm. <laughs> but when I, when it gets to be after, after Thanksgiving, uh, uh, so yeah, there's certain movies like this one, it's a wonderful life, you know, a few others, this one doesn't ever get old. It's always very funny. Yeah. I, I feel the same. Yeah, I mean it is it is one of those things like and that's it it's almost a trope these days of like oh cell phones would ruin it. But yeah, in terms of like them not being able to get in touch, you know, the phone lines being down that kind of thing where like cell phones would just kind of kind of ruin that part of the plot. But otherwise, I feel it it hasn't it it doesn't feel aged. You know, it kind of it's still um yeah, it's still entertaining. 
it's still relevant for uh, for these modern times, right? It's introducing it's my my young kids. Like uh, you forget how violent this movie is. So <laughs> so so uh, I don't very much often watch it with them. I think I have to wait for them to get a little older. Um, Cause I remember, I know I, I know I watched it with them last Christmas and they were very concerned. You know, Harry and Marv are, are terrible people, but it's, and it's also the, uh, Oh my God, you know, I don't want a stranger to get me, you know, uh, imagine if a stranger came into my house, they'll, you know, they try, you try to put them to bed after that. And it's like, that's the one thing they'd have nightmares about is somebody coming into their house and mm. they're, they're You kind of got to, I guess, gauge the kid. Like if they're, if they're in that stage where they're worried about a break in and and crooks and stuff, it might freak them out or it may make them be able to face their fear. And they're like, listen, we've got paint cans. (laughs) Um, I know where like our, our antique welding torch is. So if if anyone (laughs) breaks in, I'll be ready. (laughs) Um, uh, Give them the the video uh, cassette of uh, some sort of old gangster movie. Yeah. Um, so then we leave, we leave Kate in, in the willing hands of Gus. So it seems like she's on her way. Um, again, like I said, it's, it's about 700 miles or a little bit over. So, but uh, at least she's heading in the right direction. Imagine, and uh, we, Steve Martin, uh, standing off camera going, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. do, do I'm that. also thinking like, Oh, there's a lot of this stranger danger <laughs> conversation happening of like, he's not telling Sally where he lives, but yet his mom is like, yeah, these strange polka guys. Great. I'll get into a van with them and go 700 miles home. Can you help me put my couch in my van? Yeah. <laughs> they're all okay. the, some kind of cult because they're all, they're all dressed the same. Like that's not suspicious at all. But like, I want one of those jackets really bad. <laughs> I, I already looked it up it's two hundred dollars to get gus's jacket but i you know if it was more attainable i would have bought it <laughs> oh boy um, i'm thinking about it <laughs> we'll get we we'll get match ones for uh for philly we'll wear them in the middle of august <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're all sweating but i paid two hundred dollars i'm wearing them oh, baby <laughs> oh. <laughs> i got my members only jacket <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, actually, it doesn't look like it'd be too warm. It's kind of a lightweight. Yeah, um, I don't know, man. They play in Michigan. It's got to be like up for Michigan weather, you know? Yes, for Sheboygan. It's got to yeah, be good for that Sheboygan weather. They're big boys. They'll be all right. And big boy. Yeah. So, so heading back to uh, the McAllister homestead, uh, Kevin has cut himself a tree. He's like a little mini um, Griswold there. <laughs> <laughs> Cutting down his own tree and decorating everything, and then uh, top of a tree off. <laughs> yes, yeah, just just the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, it, he just gets top that Griswold has to cut off, so like the giant tree will fit in the living room. He just gets the top part, and then uh, so Harry and Mar figure out it's just the kid, and then what does he say? Oh, I think got I think we've bag. been scammed by a kindergartner. <laughs> Just some of these lines, like every once in a while, there's a really odd delivery of a line. And I'm like, are these like are Harry and Marv supposed to be stoned? <laughs> well, you like look at Marv, like his eyes are all red. Like he's really slow. Like when um, earlier when when uh, Harry wanted him to go check out the house and he just like he doesn't respond. And like Harry's like, are you you're like now are you going to go? 
Like Mars just kind of zoned out. Like, you know what? Would they really be that good at robbing houses if they were like stoned all the time? I honestly, Sean, I think I think they're just overworked. I think you know Harry has set up this gold mine, this 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 whole neighborhood of houses that everyone's gone. And I just think they've been working like the reason I think it's just day in day out. I think they're robbing. I don't think they're just robbing during the day. I think they're like. I think they're doing loads to like the to like the uh, the the pawn shops and the bookies like all day. You know, I don't think they're wasting any time. I don't think they're sleeping. I don't think they're like going to the diner. I think it's like we hit this house, flip all the stuff, get it to the pawn shop, do and the, the next house, and they just keep going back and forth. So I think they've hit every house, and and Harry still wants to leave time for the silver tuna. So I see it as them have just been like they're on like day four. Probably have like as you know not slept as much either because I think they want to get everything out before the holidays hit. They want to get everything out and they can they can escape in the in the Christmas traffic. Right. Yeah, and that Harry does strike me. He's he's a hard taskmaster, and like they're sleeping in the van. So even when they sleep, it's not you know it's yeah. not good sleep. It's yeah. It's it's been a long couple days. Yeah, a long week for it's like months. yeah. They get the they get the jewels. They turn them. They, that's gas in the van. Got to fill it back up. Got to go, you know, get another house. Do the same thing. I think they're doing it day in day out. So like they look. I think they are. I think they're a little like a little burned out in the head. And I think Harry's also gone a little mad because of this silver tuna should have been did and done. But mm-hmm. he, they probably had to circle back around. And Harry's like, let's go back at the silver tuna. Let's keep looking at that again. Let's keep looking at that again. And. Okay. And that's why I think it is. I think it's just like they hit the, it went all around. They went all around it. And like Harry wants us to leave time before the holidays. And honestly, it's kind of like, it's kind of funny how they don't just do it now. Bum rush the kids. So we can't get to like the phone line. Think it right. Because like, you know, even, even with Kevin, even if Kevin didn't hear them, you know, let's come back tonight and stuff. Like, well, yeah. Why does he think the, the kid wouldn't call the police? Like he doesn't know the kid's scared of the cops. Right. Yeah. Well, I think they're. Yeah. The only thing I can say to that is like the the plan is they're they just want to steal stuff and they they want houses that are empty because they're not violent. They're only they're pushed to violent. Wait. Stop. To become stop, violent. stop. 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 What did the power line guy say to Kate? Didn't he say like he said the power's out, but the phone lines are going to be gone like a week? Didn't he say it to her or something? But right, I think he just said a couple of days, but the phones must be back because Kevin called for the pizza. Duh. Okay. So yeah. The phones, yeah. The phones are back up. Okay. They're definitely back up. So yeah. Why doesn't he just call the cops? We don't know. Yeah. Um, he was, but he I think in terms of why they wait until the nighttime rather than just putting the rush on Kevin now is they're hoping they'll scare him and they can just like, he goes to hide in the bedroom and then they can like block the door so he can't get out. And then they can just empty out the house without having to hurt him. Okay. All right. I'm so guessing I don't, yeah, so, I don't know. Yeah, so because because the kid just used because like you know the kid just used a fear tactic and on them you know so like as Harry I'd be like this kid's a little smarter than we give him credit for he's already tricked us twice I would just be like let's get him now where he's not prepared because yeah, clearly he was prepared when we showed up and he had all those manic you know yeah. those mannequins so I'd be like he he's like he clearly does not think we were coming back. But you're a normal person. You're not the arch criminal that that Harry is. So you think true. normal. True, true, true. Um, so I want to I want to jump ahead. Uh, we're running a little long. I want to make sure we get through this. So I, I just want to jump right up to uh, 
to Kevin's visit to Santa Claus in little uh, the Christmas village there on Christmas Eve. Mm. And we get, you know, he, he, they're just locking up for the night, which you kind of wonder, like, I, I like this what elf. doing all day. But yeah. You don't like this elf? So I said, said, I like this elf. She's cute. Oh, you yeah, like this elf? This elf okay. is like, uh, like the girlfriend we all wish we had, where she's like, she's cool. She's got a yeah. gig, you know, but like <laughs> she puts a leather coat on. She's like, yeah, I'm going to go down to like, I'm going down the, you know, the, uh, you know, some kind of like club, not club. Just, <laughs> she's hitting know. a bar. She, you know, she's, she's, yeah. she, her, her purse is full of candy canes for yeah. her boyfriend. Like, yeah, he's she's like she's playing a, cool a gig. Elf. Yeah. Her boyfriend's like, he's playing a gig and stuff. And she's going to go see him. They're going to get drinks. It'd be cool. It'd be cool kids. Did you, did you look up her credits at all? No, I did not. What? Well, I, I'll, I just want to say one thing, and then you can jump in. I just want to say yeah, because she she comes back in Home Alone too. Oh. And that's what I was to say. She's a flight attendant. <laughs> oh, yeah, is that, that, that we're going with that. Yeah, Robin, yeah. My um, favorite uh, Home Alone, Home Alone two. Yeah, she's a flight attendant. <laughs> so uh, yeah, she must have made a good impression. Although I guess Kevin, they, they well, I guess the, Kevin's not in that scene, is he? So like he wouldn't recognize her. Um, or like the the rest of the family wouldn't recognize her, yeah. you know, if they see her on the plane. Like well, I love using the wrong foot. Yeah, I love how she gets kind of an upgrade in you know mm-hmm. uh, a status here because she goes from Santa's elf in Home Alone, then she goes to Only the Lonely playing stewardess, and in Home Alone two she's listed as flight attendant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I was wondering, like, so what's like what's the difference? And that's only a year apart. So in ninety one she's a stewardess, but in ninety two is that. I assume that's a promotion to be flight attendant from stewardess. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was just the same thing, but they probably were like, oh, we should call it flight attendant now, actually. <laughs> yeah. They went more neutral with it. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. You know, it's not just a binary, it's not just stewardesses and stewards. There's also flight attendants, it's a spectrum. And like, and like in universe, I mean, I'm kind of glad for her, you know? She's like, she doesn't want to do dumpy gigs. She got herself a you know a career like she's like she probably I'm going dumped to that boyfriend place. yeah she's yeah. like yeah he has his he I'm going to dump that loser boyfriend and I'm going to yeah. see the world exactly okay. she's, she's like yeah I'm getting out there I'm going to do a job I'm not going to just yeah dump around waiting for his you know for his album to sell no. <laughs> I'm going to find someone who's going to bring candy canes home to me exactly yeah um, and then we get we get Santa Claus who observant watchers and listeners will recognize as uh, as pork chop from. Uh, from Punxsutawney, PA. Oh, wow. The audio is familiar. This is the man in the hallway. Yeah. Son of a gun. Thank you. Because I was, because honestly, yeah, with the beard, I didn't recognize him. That's yeah, that's it. It was the beard. Yeah. Um, but I wonder, so what does, what must this guy think? Like, all right. Oh, oh. you know, a kid running late. Like a kid comes up and this little kid, eight year old kid. It's nighttime. It's dark. No adults around. <laughs> And the kid says, I don't want any presents. I just want my family. Yeah. Like, like what? Like, that would keep me up at night. Like, oh, my God. What this is, what horrible thing happened to this poor child? Yeah. Is this a Batman thing? Like, did this yeah. kid, like, watch his entire family get gunned <laughs> down? And he's just, like, he's just traumatized. And he just thinks, oh, I'll just call Santa. And Santa will bring her back. And he's like, uh. Yeah. This guy's going to crash his car driving home. And this Santa's like, here's <laughs> some Tic Tacs, kid. Yeah. Here's some like, Tic Tacs. <laughs> 
I gotta get out of here before what you said processes. Yeah. His response is, I'll see what I can do. I'm like, like call the cops, maybe? Yeah, what, that's what you can do. See what I can do. Yeah. Call help. That's what you I know do. I'm a stranger, but can you please get in my car? We need to go see the police. Yeah. Oh, okay, let's be honest. His car did not go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It went, it went nowhere fast. Yeah, Kevin's probably better off not getting in that car. Oh, my God. That's a dirty Santa. <laughs> Uh yeah, and then Kevin's walking well, you home. Know, well, you know, Sean, you know that little that little Santa village that ha- somehow got tent propped up in like a month. There's no bathroom in that thing. At, at best, there is a like a, uh, a, a some kind of porta john somewhere installed in the back. Yeah, that's what him and the elf have been working with for like a week. Ooh. There's no well, yeah. There's got to be a yeah porta john for, and it's mainly for the people who are waiting in line. You know, and yeah. it's just been little kids have been uh, and the little boys that like they got no aim like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's you don't want to touch anything in that porta john if you uh, not that not that there are porta johns that are better but this is going to be one of the ones that's for who even really this you watch this scene and that's what you think dave you're like where did they go to bath people go to the bathrooms the they priorities. do yeah. priorities i mean that's like, why we have dave on he thinks of these <laughs> things that other people miss yeah you see santa i see a guy who needs to use the bathroom that's <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, so Kevin's walking around and he's looking in the window. He sees like, you know, the families that actually like each other or at least can pretend for one night. And then, uh, you know, he hears the singing and he pops into church. Kevin is me on holiday season for retail. I'm looking at everybody going, wow, you're having such a good time. I'm out in the snow by myself working without Uh, my family. (laughs) I was like, he walked by and I go, I feel that Kevin. I feel it. (laughs) You feel his pain. I do. I was like, man. Um, not a question. I don't know if I need to pull pull uh, Father David in on this. Maybe, maybe we, I don't know if we have any good uh, good Christians or Catholics uh, on the show today. At sixteen eighteen, uh, Kevin's walking into the church. He's looking around, and we see what he sees. And there's like, I assume it's a saint because it's a statue of a person in a church. I don't know who else would you know. There's Jesus and saints. Who else is going to be in there? Like the guy's holding a stick. Huh. Yeah, is, this I don't, like, is, is he like the, the patron saint of fetch? Like, does he throw that and like <laughs> the faithful will go fetch the stick? Like, do you see what I'm looking at? Like, and he, yeah, I guess I don't know if he's, um, you know, maybe he's a monk. He's in like a, a brown robe, but he's like holding a stick up. I'm like, that's I. I literally looked up. Does anybody know who that is? Yeah, no, I looked up Saint holding a stick, and <laughs> yeah. it didn't. No, it did. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get much out of it. Um, gosh, yeah, yeah. The meaning of objects. Father. I tried to start. I, I got results like, why is Saint Joseph holding a lily? But this doesn't look like. It almost looks like a divining rod, like a branch. Like what the? What's what is going on there? There's there's a lot of layers to this. You know, that's what I'm saying. I think you have to pull on the stick and the secret door opens. <laughs> that's really what and that's there now for. Now we are in we are in a Nicolas Cage movie. You're going to take the Declaration of Independence. As a de- yeah. Going to steal Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might have to, we might you might have to, we might have to call Father David into the group like and and try and get cuz yeah, uh, I don't I can't find anything and like I mean it's a Methodist church. I doubt it's going to be that much different from like a Catholic church in a way of like saints. Like, I I, I still think we're on ball on the same 
things most of the time. I don't I don't know the the um the hairs, the split on the difference, but Oh, know. I definitely do not know that. Like if you yeah, if we try to I mean, honestly, it, yeah, out. when you're in Dale, it's like it's gonna be St. Francis, it's gonna be St. Anthony, it's gonna be like one of those like one uh, of the big uh, ones, yeah. Yeah, when, when when yeah, when in Dale. But like they've taken this Methodist church and like spun it to be a Catholic one because this is very like Catholic like yeah, that well, actually, I don't, I don't know what a Methodist uh, Christmas church looks like. So I guess yeah, I don't know. Like Catholic the enormous nativity kind of like scene out in. front, though. Well, yeah. <laughs> with yeah, with green curtains that are big enough to hide a kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Kevin, Kevin takes a seat. He's in a bit of a complative mood. We have a little bit a quiet moment, and then he spies big bad old man Marley. And Marley sees Kevin and he's mm-hmm. just like, he can't, he's frozen with fear because Marley's heading his way. Man, he's got, that guy, man's got one look, you know, it's like, yeah, it was like a sucks in the teeth kind of face shape or just like, mm-hmm. can't show look. No, he's got one look, Civil War reenactor. <laughs> yeah, that's it, that's it, that's it. <laughs> This is actually, I mean, this is where our part kind of ends as he's approaching Kevin. I'm thinking yeah. this is where my phantom edit of Home Alone ends, where like, you know, Kevin does the dishes and does the laundry, but he doesn't do a good enough job. So all of a sudden, old man Marley comes for him and then it's credits. And then it's credits. Exactly. <laughs> he goes to That's church terrifying. to ask for forgiveness and the fa- and Marley <laughs> comes for him. <laughs> oh, my God. That's yeah, why so- you always must do a good job on your chores. <laughs> Yeah. So so for us it's been a little bit over 68 minutes and this part ends yeah ends on a cliffhanger in terms of you know is, is you know what's Marley going to say is he does he have his musket with him is he yeah what's going on and then yeah for your your phantom edit roll credits. <laughs> do the do the dishes or old man Marley's going to get you. Um so yeah so that's uh, I mean that's about it in terms of uh in terms of this section of the movie. Uh, so uh, Johnny and Robin, any other, any other thoughts on um, not just what we've seen today, but on, uh, you know, home alone in general, anything else to add? Um, I was going to ask if anybody has any like holiday traditions, because it seems like the um, McAllister's have like loose ones that he's going through the motions. Like, well, yeah, well, my, yeah, my folks, we usually have, yeah, the trees all, the trees all done by that point. Uh, I think I'm trying to think maybe angels put up. I think maybe on uh, Christmas Eve. I'm trying to think last time we did that. Um, I just know, always know we always do go out for dinner on Christmas Eve. We get a big meal. We never finish it. It's always getting taken home. Midnight mass, and then we wake up the next day. And then like I'm trying to like watch Christmas Story on TV. My dad's like, "Come on, let's do chores." And I'm like, yeah, "It's Christmas. Come on, we have to do this." So yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Robin, what do you have? Traditions or traditional movies you watch every year? Oh, I mean, I mean, Die Hard is a must. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, the only thing I think not many people do that we do. We have uh, my mother is British, so we do Christmas crackers. Oh, okay, the, yeah. You about guys that. know about those? You just yeah. kind of pull on them. There's a little secret surprise in there. Um, what's it like? What's the what's the, is it? Like a, is it like a biscuit? Like what is? What am I looking oh, at? A cracker. It's uh it's like something it's like a it's like it looks yeah, like it's, a it's like roll. a giant tootsie roll, but you just pull the two ends, right? And it opens up. It's like a little fun snap in the middle connected by a uh, uh cardboard that makes it like a 
you know, pop like a, and, uh, and inside there's a, you know, usually like a fortune, there's a party hat you can pull out and put on, uh, and, and a little toy. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think I've seen them, but it's, yeah, definitely like a, yeah, a more of a British thing than, than stuff here in the U S but yeah. All right. Well, thanks a lot for joining us. So, um, well, I'll start. So I'll start with you, Robin. If folks want to hear more about uh, more about you and, and hear you talk about other movies and stuff, where where can they find you? Well, I mean, you can follow me on Twitter at L Robinero. Um, like I, I'm doing the Fright Night Minute, which is a minute by minute of the 1985 movie Fright Night. Mm-hmm. Um, I also uh, host on a show called Round Three with my friends Derek and Chino. It's kind of like a uh, three times a week comedy question mark show. And, and, uh, I also do a binge podcast with my friend, Steph, who made me, uh, uh, start a podcast with her watching Dawson's Creek. Uh, yeah. so we call it, we, we call it, we don't want to wait. And we finished Dawson's Creek in record time. So, uh, we've just gone on and done uh, other TV shows and just binged them. Um, she did Smallville for me in like a year and now I'm doing Gilmore Girls for her. That's our, that's our present content. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and then you talk about that on your podcast. <laughs> I like, I like, yeah, I like the sound of that. Yeah. So you just, yeah. So you had, you, are these, are these shows that you had not seen before with the Smallville and the Gilmore girls? Uh, usually one of us has not seen the, uh, seen it. And so it's, yeah. it's usually me pressuring, but after she did 10 seasons of Smallville for me, I was like, I, I owe you. What do you, what you are we watching? Her. She's like, so so you get, you get the kind of the old fan who's who's revisiting and you get the newbie who's being subject to it for the first time. Yeah. And so because we started as, with Dawson's Creek, we called it when to wait, but also because we're binging it. So we're talking you're about binging, like four or five waiting. episodes yeah. of podcast. Yeah. So like works on several levels. Yeah. Yep. See? That's smart podcasting right there. <laughs> and uh, and Johnny. So folks want to hear more from you and I'm sure they do. Uh, where can they find you? You can find me um, on Austin Powers Minute, breaking down the Austin Powers movies one minute at a time. I've also kind of been around in the minute by minute community, so you can hear me guest spotting in a few places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we and we've had you on before, and I'm sure we'll have you on again. It's great to uh, to have you. And then, Dave, it's the five minutes of mystery, right? It's five minutes of mystery, yeah. Five minutes of mystery. Yeah, I am. I am. Uh, now that we're done the holidays, the ho- I always say the holidays, but uh, <laughs> we're going into the holidays and we're done with the vacations. I am now, yeah, planning to get back on the horse and uh, getting some guests to uh, start recording uh, come this fall. So get some episodes up. Yeah. And uh, if, if folks, I'm sure everyone is on that already, but in case you're not for the like one or two of you out, are, are, that are not out there, uh, recently Dave dropped, or as we record this, Dave dropped. A uh, live recording that was done at the Movies by Minutes Gathering in Port Oregon, recorded in August of 2019. And it's, um, you know, it, it's live. It's real. It's unedited. It's, um, you it's, know. I, I had to censor myself a lot. I got a little, I got a little too excited. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. I, I had fun clothes. listening to it. I, I think folks will enjoy it, too, to get a little bit. You know, it's like a peek behind the scenes. What are the, sure. what are the podcasters really like when they don't know they're being recorded? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, As, they knew, but I don't know. I say it definitely has the most most hosts not worrying about like hosting a podcast you'll mm-hmm. ever find on a podcast. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's like that. It's like everyone's a guest, so no one's worried about 
you know, yeah. <laughs> about anything. So it's it's fine. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, if you guys haven't checked it out, then uh, yeah, then you should. And when you subscribe to the five minutes of mystery feed, in addition to that, you also get to hear Dave talk about yeah. um, the great classic mystery men five minutes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I have the Champion City Lakeside Diners Club where, you know, if there's any other mystery men questions you have, you want to talk about All Star, more than happy to. More than happy to. Yeah, that's so that's great. And then uh, so for us, on, on behalf of my co-host, Brian, I've been Sean and we've been home alone for the holidays. Um, yeah. So we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye.